1: where the incident took place. But he'd been, so, so be- it was his birthday on the 19th, and he'd been at partying for four days. So, you know, listen, I know he was on the Charlie, he used to do the Charlie and all, and he was out there for four days partying up, hardly any sleep. So his brain was buzzing, but his body, he couldn't even stand up, apparently. He couldn't even stand up properly, never mind driving a car, I don't know if doing driving a car. But that was him. He was the liveliest fuck you've ever seen in your life. But um, a nice fella, he you so you mean. He'd, he'd see you, and I'd go, oh, this is... And he go, oh, I'll give you a kiss, and that's it. You'll be going down the road six months later, having a rail with someone. He'd see it, pull up, smash the granny out of him, get me out and go, give you a kiss, die, and go. And you want to see him again. But he was the greatest pal you'd have, but the worst enemy. He was never going to make old bones. You know what I mean? But he was a, that was a nasty way. It's come to an end of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it
0: didn't Tim, as, that as, was...
1: as the case progressed.
0: Yeah did things start to seem bizarre to you, but the
1: way it was proceeding? Yeah, it it, it sort of when we went on, on uh Jason Moore came back um after a, after years away. And he came back up yeah. now the other geezer was still over in Spain. I mean, and I've been over to Spain anyway um, because I've got acquaintances over there. We were trying to look at what was going on. Um, But Jason Moore came back from Dubai and walked into the police station and gave a statement. And they they, later on, let him go, then went back and got him and charged him. Up on his committal, the old bill sent me and Miggy look, we've got nothing on Jason Moore or the other geezer. We're going to have to get the other geezer back and let him fly out in court. And they've been waiting, you know, eight years. It took them to get to find him. And then went and got him back in three weeks. So they knew where he was anyway. Knew. They knew where he was. Um, I think what we were told was, um people over there in Spain actually give him up because he was becoming a bit of a pest and they didn't need that grief. So anyway, they went and got him, brought him back, and the trial went on. Um he stuck he stuck all the blame on his Jason Moore. We didn't, you know, realise, we just thought, well look, they're uh, both in it together, let him get on with it. And uh but then things started going on. Um Paul Hunt came as a witness and he didn't want to come. So he was instructed by the judge to come and get him. So they went and got him and he made out he had a bad back and he'd come up on a wheelchair. But he said, Oh, I was asleep. I hmm. didn't oh, he didn't see nothing. If you're in the car with Robert, you wouldn't be asleep. He drives like a fucking nutter. <laughs> and he, he's a lunatic. If there's a traffic jam, he'd go around and we go through the light. Absolute lunatic. So there's no way you'd be asleep. But that was that. The next day, he was seen running around. Uh, I think it was Daggett at Market getting his Christmas shopping. So it was all bollocks. Um guy's called Abdul Ahmed was their main witness. He was all over the place. One minute he was up the road, next minute he was there. He was seeing things that didn't even happen. So he told the old Bill. Now, I've got to stress the, the sizes of the fellas involved, all right? As per witness, there was another girl there called Sally Palmer, who was a pseudonym name. It wasn't, it isn't her name. Um they both said. The stabber was about five foot ten. The, the victim was six foot, which was Robert. And there was another man in the street, about five foot seven, who was in the group. And the blue, the, the guy at the stabber wore a blue jacket, blue zip-up jacket. They were confident in that. They they said that right the way through. Jason was six foot five. They used to call him Lofty or the big fella. He was never seen in the street. He was, he went to uh, meet the co defendant. Uh, he was dropped off and met the co defendant um, who picked him up and they were going to go play racquetball or something like that um, at a squash club. Um, he was in the car all the time. He was in the car all the time. So, but because he was obviously there, the other guys would said, like, you know, this ain't going, this ain't, ain't a good place to be. What with the family and with the old bill, you better fuck off. And they both went. um But the guy had been in the scene in the street, who's six foot five, wearing different clothing. Now, the clothing was seen on CCTV of him coming out of his apartment. Later on in the day, in the uh, Fairlock pub, a witness has said that this is what he was wearing. And they've got CCTV of him wearing their clothes. And all of a sudden, they try to say, Oh, was you wearing a blue jacket? Well, the cop were involved in one of them, a bird, she's turned around and viewed the CCTV and said he was wearing a, uh, a slip on Adidas top with stripes down it. And that was what he was wearing all day through. Um, it was just a nightmare all the way through it, really. It just seems that they, they wanted a body. It didn't matter what body was they got, someone to do it, and that was it. Um, And that was it. They went from there. The co-accused? Yes. Don't know. Don't, know, don't think so. No, definitely not. No. We don't believe that was the case. Um, oh. He was just, he's one of these bodies that, was all over the place you know i mean um since it's all gone off he said he went to a place something called finance well finance or something he couldn't hardly speak english no interpreter was ever brought for him um he said he wasn't he, he went away but cctv sees him outside the pub walking past Robert who's on the floor with the car what my goals tell you is Paul Hunt, this is what you we can't get hold of is. Um he drove the car into the car park after Robert collapsed. He was hot he was seen by CCT hiding a knife, a standing blade, behind the holding. Cleaning it and putting it behind the holding. Um you know, he was never so he obviously disturbing the crime scene he was trying to drag Robert into the car couldn't do it so left and there he never phoned uh, the emergency services you know the ambulance or nothing like that he was overheard by another guy there phoning his girlfriend and saying he's done it. he's done it never phoned his emergency all the witnesses were put in a van, in the van together which you don't do anyway, but they put them all in the together. And Paul Hunt was turned around and said, you see, it'll kick off. So they took him as a witness first. And then when they reviewed the CCTV, they saw him hiding a knife, you know, trying to clean up the crime scene. Um, so they arrested him. They also found bits of drugs on him. Um we never after sorry after a little while they de arrested him and thought, well, we used him as a witness. Um and that's what they'd done. So he he was charged, he was arrested for a GBH and they never, they never charged him. They arrested him, he used him as a one of the witnesses. Um and that's when he went to court with in a wheelchair, they say, I took him to court as a man of truth. And we've never been able to get any disclosure on his on his statements. The blue jacket that they found in the co-defendant's house, none of that's been divulged at all. We'll not be able to go with that. There's been nothing going on with it at all. It's just been um, cover-up after cover-up. I've got it. The CPS basically won't give fuck away. At. They won't give you nothing. They're just putting blocks off. So if you go for a freedom of information act, you're allowed to take, uh, get that. They just won't give you it. They won't give you it.
0: So when the verdict came in then, and, and the co-accused walked, how did you and your family feel?
1: Um Well, a bit disappointed, really, but we thought, well, that was it. But I, it was just too niggly. So we come out of there and, uh, you know, after being sentenced, Like for instance, when he got, he got sentenced, um, he, got year, he, got fifth, he got 18 years, he uh, got 18 years, he got life recommended 18 years. And we drove out of there and as we got round the corner, I see the sister outside the Viaduct pub. Now, a lot of things have been going on since uh, this first happened. And I knew that this wasn't right. Because I'd before this, I'd phoned um, my brother's ex-girlfriend and said, um, who was a witness, by the way, more than a witness, she was a character witness, and uh, Adele Rayner. We spoke to... I spoke to her, and I said, uh, he got life. And... He says, uh, she said, like, what both of them. I said, no, the co-defendant got off, but uh, Jason Moore got life 18 years. She went, yeah, but he didn't do it. We always knew she knew more, but he said, she said, but he didn't do it. So we started thinking in, and we started going over what was going on. As I said, I come out, we come out of the court, we have been sentenced. I spoke to uh Adele uh, on the phone and as I was driving away, I was noticed her, uh, the sister by the pub. She was outside using the phone. Went over to her, pulled the car up, went over to her, and I said to her, Are you uh the sister? You're the sister, ain't you? She went, Yeah, she was a bit sheepish and scared. And I said, Look. You ain't got no worries about me. You and your, your family were never in any problems at all. Because, you know, if I gotta put it, if, you, if you've got a problem with someone, you don't start going to take it out on their family. It's got nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? So that is that is that and that. And uh, I said, look, I know your brother didn't do this. And we worked from there. Now, you got to remember, the old Bill went through her family and they were asked... Can you uh protect us against the Derby family? And they said, No. So so you said, What should we what do we do? She said, Well, you better move. So they ended up immigrating. One went to America and the the mother and father went over to Turkey, moved over there to get out of the way. That's, that's scandalous. They don't do things like that to people's families. You know, I mean, they'd done that in order to get the other fella back. Um, and that's what they'd left it as. We had a, I mean, we had a geezer who was with, with us like the liaison geezer called Tony Taylor. You know, as the causes go, he was all right. Nice fella. Um, he kept us informed of what was going on and he was round every few weeks. He was all right. Um, then he retired and sadly died the day before the trial. But he was a nice fella. He was all right. And then you had the others taking over and they weren't working. a fucking bit of piss, you know, I mean, much of the time. Um, but they didn't, they just didn't want to know, really. It was just, it was shelved. They had three different teams look at this, go off this, you know, three different teams. And what one lot had done, the other one didn't do it better. They just went and done their own thing. So in the end, it was just a body. Anybody would have done. And that was it. Anyway, after the meeting with uh, the sister, uh, we started keeping in touch, letting us know what was going on. Um, and then I went and see Paul Hunt, uh, who didn't want to meet him. Um, but he decided he did. So let's just say we had a little chat. And he told me what happened. That a, a co-accused who done the stabbing. It turned out them two knew each other. They were acquaintances. They knew each other. We'd never come to light in a call. We didn't know this to We got in touch with a company called, well, I didn't we got in touch with a company called TMI. Now, TMI, a private investigation firm, who, who you know, some lead detectives in over 200 murders that um and that like they've got they've left the police officer doing it they've got their own issues with him but they they've done that they took two years going over this and basically said he didn't stab him so well, we know that no he didn't stab him and they went all all the way through it um they've done a final report um which is about 90 pages long um they went right through it or The he applied for the pill, um, and I went up on the pill. Because the main thing is look, it's all down to principle. In if a geezer does it, you know, you hit the mill, you pick the bill, and you go, you're done, you banged up, all right. But if you go to wait right in month, like a two-stretch. Look, you wipe your mouth, you walk away, you do it. But you don't get he's a piece of banged up, a straight goer for a life. You know what I mean? And not even try to help him. You don't do things like that. That's not that's not proper. That's not a man. That's not a man. Oh, it went on no. from there. It went on no. from there. He we went up on the appeal. Um they as they were throwing up, they they got some cop that had a phone up the Cody, uh, Cody friend who was now acquitted and Paul Hunt and uh, say to him, like, about someone else who had come in, a witness had come in, um, who said that the other geese were done it. Um, but just let you let them know that. He was going out on the court. All well, that, it just didn't happen because phone calls were made and the bloke didn't turn up. Um, Paul Hunt was also phoned. And they had no right reply because they had nothing to do with it. But he says, oh, he never spoke to me. But then he turned around and said, well, yeah, he did speak. He did speak to me. And the court just said, well, he's a basic liar and... You know he's probably lied to you and all so they got about with that um it was getting so intense with our inquiries isn't it, and going with it um five o'clock in the morning i got a bang on the door it was your old bill after the after the court case um a few weeks later and i got given a reverse osborne warning and they said we well, you know we know you're not happy about the thing but if anything goes down, um, we know where to come. And, you know, I'm the family of the victim, but they're giving me the reverse Osborne morning. And that did happen once, that happened twice. I was so, going to ask,
0: ask cool. sorry, um, how you did deal with the grief of your brother's murder while conducting and hearing evidence come to light in the investigation?
1: How did, well, how do you deal with it you just don't you just got to stand up and carry on with it and then you you know you got to remember we had you know pals of the accused who also were pals of roberts and they've turned around and go the geese is banging out of order you know you know down the law they weren't telling us nothing because it was all down a lot which i you know i respect that you know i mean but there was other people that were telling us what was going on, what was going on. And we were getting information coming back and we were. Ch- you remember at the time we didn't have that, we didn't have TMI involved. This wasn't until after the trial, They'd gone on, uh, a lot, lot right after, but we were doing it ourselves. And that's what was going on. You know, we get people coming up with us, we get phone calls. Um, you know, i got phone calls from Spain. Telling me where the fellow was, but they—they they couldn't. They had no evidence against none of them. They couldn't even get an extradition order. Um, <clears throat> got a European warrant. They end up nicking him for something else and bringing him back on that one, and then they arrest him at the, at the airport for the for the murder. But I'm not involved in it. I'm, you know, I'm not concerned about his other business. You know his other business is his other business it's got nothing to do with me at all um all i was concerned about obviously, was robert's murder and that was it so we did get quite a few bits of information um people down the gym were telling me what was going on um who knew what was happening at the time uh robert's pals obviously weren't in the know because they weren't in the same clique as what the other things were going on but i was getting told you know, within, oh, there was just so many people coming over, you know, and so many people coming back. Um, I went out to Turkey and met a fellow out there who seemed to know everything. He seemed to know everything. And he was going out there even. You know, I didn't go out to meet him out there, but I bumped into him. And it it was just around that time that, I've got a reverse Osborne warning to say, look, fucking hell, back off. You know what I mean? Back away from this because, you know, if anything happens, it's going to be down to you. And they they hadn't even arrested none of them yet when I got the first one.
0: Tim, you said that Jason Moore submitted himself and gave a statement. Did you read the statement? And why did he give it uh, a statement?
1: Yeah, I mean listen, he wanted to come back, apparently. And uh he'd made contact through his brief uh before. You know what I mean? And uh they didn't the other people didn't want to know. They just said, well, when you come back, come and see us. So he was in there and he was in there for about six hours. And um I'd already got a phone call from other people saying like he's been ch- he's been chured. And then they said no, he walked in on his own. And then later on in the evening, I'll get a phone call from the old bill. Can you come down? So went down to Barking. Um, and he said, we've got Jason Moore. I said, I know you have. And they couldn't believe how I knew that they had him. And they said, well, look, we've we've let him go because he's come in a statement and we're going to go over the statement. And that's what it was. Basically, he just basically said that he was going. He was going down to play racquetball, and there was phone calls going on, and uh, and that was it. From what we can gather, was um, Robert had gone to Hobnobs the night before, which is was owned by the uh, co-defendants' uh, girlfriend at the time, and he wanted the code even for. Uh, some money that he owed him apparently he owed him three grand and that was that now then the next day when well, the day of the uh the stabbing he'd been down there again early in the morning and climbed over the back fence and screaming you know about the other fella and all this is that, that occurred well the girl that he was speaking to or rather sharing it wasn't the co-defendant's girlfriend turned out to be the cleaner who's looked after and opened up in the morning that was her sister so she phoned um the sister who phoned the co-defendant and it was all kicking off from then so he's threatening her that he's gonna obviously like he wants the money they had them meet in Perth Road. He jumped out, apparently, made the phone call to Robert and met him in Perth Road. And there was a lot of, from what the witnesses said, there was a lot of shouting, screaming, and it all kicked off. The co defendant said that he don't know what happened. Robert knocked him out. Now, if you look at it this way, you've got Robert, who was six foot, Cody Fenton, five for ten. Apparently knocked out. you got Paul Hunt, we know he was in the street, five foot seven. Right? So, all it leaves is one man. Jason Moore. Who's in the car. And he's six foot five. But nobody picked him out. Nobody ever saw him. Even at, even at the trial, they... The old Bill put the witnesses all beside behind curtains, so they couldn't see him. Because if they had seen, they would have known that ain't the geezer. You know, it was just too many things going wrong. And when I spoke to the old Bill, all they said was, "Well, yeah, we got the right man." I went, "You got the fucking wrong man," and he went, "No, no, no, you got it. We, You got it wrong. We got the right man," and I kicked off. Next thing. I'll get the old old turn up at my door. Give me another reverse husband morning You know, it's just, they just fucking didn't want me to do anything. You know, I was down um, in Brentwood. I'll get pulled over. This is Art of right? So they went, What are you doing down here? What do you mean what i fucking doing down here? What are you doing down here? I said, well, I'm going to see someone. No, you go back out. I you back out of Brunwood. What reason. You know, it's all bollocks. It's all bollocks. You know, they... I just got... I think they were following me anyway. You know, I mean, I don't know what was going on. But... It's just, the whole case fucking stinks. The whole thing stinks. You know what I mean? Um, The other geezer, something definitely a missed there. There's definitely question marks around him. I don't know. You wanted to say something, didn't you, and ask me something, I'll see it.
0: I was going to ask, were all your family feeling exactly the same way as you?
1: Yeah, they were we basically all knew what was going on, and they've left it to me because, you know, they've they all got their lives and things like that anyway, and they've left it at me to get on with it. Um They know what's occurred, Um but I'm been being the oldest, and let's just say I was a bit more lively. Uh, in you know I, mean, I can't just go into that. Um, they left it at me, and. And that's what we've been doing. You know what I mean? They think they need to ask anything, they, they ask me. And that's yeah. how it goes from now. It's oh, oh,
0: No, I was gonna ask on the press pack about if we could go into the undisclosed evidence.
1: Yeah, uh the undisclosed evidence. There was uh, obviously the blue jacket, the forensic. Right, right, we've just not long found out, right? Um there was um what was i was to say there was um a lot of stuff that they didn't disclose the police didn't disclose um obviously the blue jacket the forensic now you've also got the pathologist uh, a guy by the name of shurik um there's question marks over the knife that was used um this Abdul Ahmed shit from about 30 feet away, he said, right? Oh, that's the other thing. Right. The night before the trial, um, the old went up to the address of the main witness, Abdul Ahmed. And he picked out from a photo ID, Jason, from eight years before you, Furthest. And even at court, he said, I've come here to uh, tell you it was the man in that photo. Well, he'd already picked that stabber who was a lookalike to um, the co-defendant code seven years before, 100%. And then all of a sudden, the night before, he's 100% is that one. So we think the other one up with photographs of uh, Jason Moore. Showed it to him, really, virtually positive. That he also turned around and said, um, Yeah, he had a yellow handled scra- uh, scraper in his hand. Well, if you're 30 feet away, can you, if you've got something in your wrist right out in your hand, can you see what color it is from 30 foot away? And that's the scraper. A bird, Sally Palmer, who was closer to anything for what was going on, she was about 10 foot away in her car, didn't see a stab, stab, and she didn't notice anything in Robert's hand. But he see it 30 foot away. So.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Um, yeah, getting back to Shurik. Now he didn't turn up at the, the trial. They were said t- they said he was uh, ill. Wasn't the case. He'd been struck off the week before, before the trial. He'd been struck. Was it a week or a month before he'd been struck? Uh, struck off. So the only evidence they had was, I say they had was that they used. This Shorick's notes which were really later on dismissed anyway because they were wrong the stab wound was wrong um, he said he had the scraper, they said it was all knife, uh, the other one said it was six foot, uh, six inches long which didn't coincide with what the evidence showed um, so none of that was divulged to the court um, they didn't even tell the judge that So, basically, they've misled him. They've misled the jury. Um, It it still doesn't say that, yeah, one did and one didn't, or whatever. But it proves that they just fucking got evidence from anywhere they wanted. Shorrock had already been struck off. He's not on the home of of his register. The police pulled Shorrock down from, I think, 70-odd miles away, 125 miles away. Down the country to do the pathologist. Um and he was struck off. He was struck off. He shouldn't have been uh his evidence should have been thrown out in the beginning. But the guy they had to do it could only read the notes, what he'd wrote. They they couldn't do any other pathology because Robert by that time had been cremated. He'd waited, we had him, we had to wait three, three, four months, but we got him cremated in the end. Um, So, that is how long it went on for. It just went on and on and on.
0: Tim, do you have a direct line of communication with Jason now? And how does he feel about
1: you campaigning for him? No, never seen him, never spoke to him, uh, never met the fella. Never met the fella. Never
0: met the fella. No, so you've never met him at all, not even a phone conversation?
1: No. No. Never spoke to him, never had a. He tried to speak to me um, before the trial and I weren't having none of it. I just said, fuck off. I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Um, but no, never met him, never spoke to him.
0: Either of them look remorseful?
1: Um, I think they were just there, with... they were just in the court, you know, uh, fighting for their lives, really, because they Looking to get banged up at the beginning, I didn't give a fuck who was because it because both of them, you know. What I mean, but it was later on that we discovered what was going on. Um, didn't care who was there. it, just it was every day. I mean, oh, fucking weeks and weeks and weeks, you know. What I mean, we were there, I was there every day. Um, as was your brother. Um, there was other bits of family coming, cousins, because we got a big family, you know. What I mean, and um some some of them um well they were just still there you know at different stages and but they'll behave themselves everyone behave themselves in the court, and uh, we just listen to what was going being said just listen to what was being said that was it if in fact the only one who didn't behave himself was one of the cousins he was a Smug bastard who just kept, you know, looking up at the balconies and digging people out. You know, he, he looked like he wanted a bit of grief. You know, and he was just a smug fucker. But um, that was it. That was it. There was, I didn't have no contact with him. I see him there. Oh, at one stage at the committal, um, as he as they come past, the old boy dive around me to block me off from coming in contact with him. And uh, but nothing was. There. I didn't even contemplate anything like, you know. It was just the case of let's see what goes off here, because at the time we thought fuck it, they've got them. Let's go for it now and right? see what's going on. And uh, yeah, no, nah. total travesty all the way through. It was just uh, again, just the body. That's all they wanted, and they they got the wrong body. The geezer's a straight goer, you know. Never been in grief. He's the fucking straight-goer. You know, he's not He's not a rower. He's, he don't go out having I mean, straighteners and stuff like that. He's the fucking straight-goer. They called him Lofty, six foot five. He can't hold his hands up. Definitely not against Robert. Fucking all. You know, he would have lost about ten seconds. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was just... And everyone who, who knows him, knows Robert, knows that there's no way he'd ever go up against my brother. No way in a million years. You know what I mean? He could have done that. So it was just a case of listening to what was going on, listen to everything that was going on. They didn't really have a lot. They didn't. It was just, in the end, the co-defendant, it was the one who put the other geezer in it. You know, he, he at, at trial, he had this fella, who's supposed to be a bit of an old man and enforcer and all the rest of it, he made out he was crying and turned around and said the judge, 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 he's threatening me. They stick it more on him. That's fucking bad. That's low life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you stick it on you, you stick it on the other geezer. You know, you don't do things like that. You know, it's fucking unbelievable. And that's that's what he did. That'd give him tissues. Had to give him tissues because he made out he was crying. And then he turned around and went to the judge. Judge, Judge, he's threatening me. And I had put two screws in the middle of them.
0: Sim, what do you and Kirsty hope to achieve by speaking out about this now?
1: Well, I've got a meeting with her. Um, I think it's Wednesday, and um I've got to go and see my um anyway. Um What's happening now is is they've all had application to the CCRC that the more family have done, and since then they've um, more things have come up. um, Through there was oh there was another um, eyewitness. The eyewitness things were totally bollocks anyway. I mean they they picked up Abdul Ahmed and Say Palmer afterwards for an ID. Put them in the same car which is a break of a code day apparently um they'd done that on two occasions and none of them picked out anyone oh out of jason more set no one picked that nothing of the photos out of um the co-defendant code a bird didn't pick out anybody but uh abuah picked out a lookalike to the to the co-defendant code that's what I said like later on in the years um, apparently there was an, another one, another ID uh, parade. Someone else, and they were brought pulled down. But we don't know what was picked out and what was done because the they said it never happened. But we've got the paperwork that so it did. We've recently spoke to this other, other copper years later. He's retired from the old bill. And he turned around and said, um, well, we haven't spoke to him, uh, uh, someone else has spoke to him to do with TMI, I believe. And he said, I wouldn't have written nothing down unless it happened. So he put the tape in to a bag, Zevens' bag, signed it off and passed it back to the detectives on the murder swing. They saw some misled that mishap, just got, got rid of it all and said it didn't happen. And we know it did because his coser, his ex-coser, has turned around and said, it fucking did because i have done it. And we've got his paperwork. He said, I wouldn't have signed it off unless it happened. So it's going. Anyway, so it's still going on. The uh applications going in from uh, the More Family Game to do with the CCRC. Uh, there's a podcast that's out, coming out in the end of this month, I think. Uh, it's nine episodes, uh, speaking to everybody, different things. And um, it's going from there. So uh, the evidence has all been put back together again um, through the legal teams and uh, the more legal team. And then they're putting it back in for the CCLC. Uh but hopefully, which will come out pretty good this time, hopefully. The idea is to get it back to the appeal court, where they can get the evidence all back in. But what they need is all the evidence back in. You know, what I mean, they want not bits and pieces, and it held back because you know everyone needs, everyone should have all all the evidence of any trial. You know what I mean? Any defense at all. And if they turn around and don't give it, then that don't give anybody a fair trial, does it? You know, I'm not talking about just this case, any fucking case. If they have the, you know, if there's evidence. You're
0: you're you right to turn that thing off
1: that's making noises. It's gone now. It's gone. Oh, it's, it's gone. gone. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just messages coming through. That was all. Um. Yeah. Every everybody, you know, all legal teams should have all the bri- all the evidence put forward to them. Uh. You know the old bill and the Crown Prosecution Services shouldn't be allowed to fucking hold things back. You know what I mean? Hold things back so to get their convictions. Let it all go through. You know, and that's what they've they've done wrong here. though. you know what I mean? This stuff. The blue jacket. They've not even done no forensic on it. You know, I mean? they've not. Even, we don't even know the size of it. You know, what I mean, this Jason Moore's a big lump, right? He's a big unit. So. And it was found in the co defendant's bedroom. Yeah, what would he be doing up there? You know what I mean? Um, We don't know. We don't know. It's just not been allowed. Every time it's been asked for, they fuck you off. You know, they've, um, oh, there's loads of things that they just blatantly fucked off. They just said, no, 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 no. That's it. I had a meeting with the uh, Crown Prosecutor Services um a little while ago it was supposed to have been for um 40 minutes uh, yeah 40 minutes and uh i was taking down my brief with me and all the rest of it and they just kept trying to cancel it and cancel it and cancel it in the end i spoke to eddie and he said go down on your own he said because something's worrying him about that so i went down there and the meeting was supposed to be 40 minutes it ended up being about an hour and a half um, and we were sitting in the office and going through it all but all our instances really is that I weren't making waves that's all their instances, that I weren't making waves due to police corruption or now I'm not saying there was police corruption because I don't know, I don't give a fuck we do know that one of the, one of the causes who's in, uh, involved in this case, and the higher up ones Pleaded guilty to sending information, uh, sending stories to newspapers before this one. I think he put it down as a love triangle, um, it caused, the, it caused the grief. Now, Del Rayner, who was supposed to be in this love triangle between Jason Moore, Robert, and her, uh, said it's bollocks. I it you know, already, already spoke to him. They'd been out all together for a meal or something that, and that's what they put it all down to um and she asked that statement uh at the court to be read out and they went oh we well, we can't find it we can't find it don't worry about it just answer the question don't worry about it we'll sort out later they never did they didn't want it because they didn't want to close that area down because then they had nothing around it and that's what they've done it's just so is there- poor fella.
0: I was going to say, so for the, the people watching this then, how how can they help you?
1: You know, there's, there's, um, a, a petition out there. It's like, uh, hashtag free Jason Moore, uh, that needs oh, so many things. unbelievable. Um, but you know, if they do any, if, you know, any information, I've got a, uh, a TikTok thing. Is it not a TikTok thing? What's it called? Uh, I don't do all these things, you know, I mean, Twitter, mm-hmm that uh it's like um was it uh oh justice for Dobbs, four number four Dobbs, that's where and they can put it on there and you know i'll get back to them like that or whatever it is you know what i mean it's just it's just all this technical stuff i'm a dinosaur right? i don't know another that. you know what i mean it's, it's minefield yeah <laughs> like, i into mean, all that like, i used just about to use the mobile phone you know? <laughs> and uh, every time I bust it, I end up making me daughter one. Of my daughters once You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> I do that. Yeah, you know, it's craziness. Off. So she don't want to give me no walk because she said I'm just I'm too naughty with him. um And I said I end up I end up clumping some fellow with one once, and she won't give me one. Yeah, as in all this technical stuff, I don't do all that. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, this is the meal. This thing here. This is. Um, i two of his, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, really. But you know, we're going forward. Um, there's a lot of Robert's pals behind it. Um, and now I keep getting calls from them like, What's happening? What's happening? And all to it." Well, we don't know what's happening at the moment, it's now down to the, the legal teams and all this of it trying to do what they can do. Um, is other stuff coming through every day or every few days. Um the paperwork involved is you like a man, you need transit man to transit around and move it about. But it's just it's just so much there. you got to remember we've got my legal team, their legal team we've got, had TMI on it. Now uh a geezer boy by the name of Steve Hobbs has been all over this. And uh he's the one who's had over 200 murders. he's he's been involved with you know what I mean and uh, there's a guy called Dave who's been on it there's been so many working on it you know they've done really well they've done really well at it and uh, yeah hopefully everything comes comes good the main thing is really is it's not only getting these other around but putting things right you know we had Bobby Cummings um He's been involved. Uh, there's been loads of people involved. Um, and they've all, you know, I keep getting messages, what can we do well? What can we do well? Well, just being there helps because it's it shows everybody that, you know, there is people out there that are winning. It. You know, it's not really, there's a lot of people out there, you know, and families out there who are going through the same thing. There's, a, you know, out of 90%, you know, out of, say... Uh, 100 murders, 90% older hands up. They have done it, get banged up. But it's 10% out there. who are in the same position, you know, and we're all out there to like to let them know that we're all there together, you know. And these people get banged up for fucking nothing, you know. What I mean, we heard one one guy who went out with his pals, um, his his Mrs. a baby, went out with his pals, and uh, one of them ended up in having a row. Old Bill came; they all got done for a fray. He got twelve years. He didn't even throw a punch. He got twelve years, and you know he, he's got banged up the twelve stretch for nothing. You know, I mean, he, I think he'd done four years before he got him out. You know, and he's come with us and he said, "Look, you know, we know it happens." You know, and he lost all his livelihood his missus not about when she cut he come out it, it was all bad news for him you know what i mean um but at least he sees his kids you know I mean? he sees his kids now you know what i mean so that's what happens getting banged up fucks you proper up you know what i mean it it's not only you that doing the doing the time in there it's your family are doing it and all you know what i mean because you know they're helping they're trying to help you and they're trying to get on with their lives you know and if you're a breadwinner you know what i mean and you go you get banged up your missus has got to look out after oh, the kids now obviously not in this case but they and they they come to the end of their tethers you know what i mean so it's all it's for all them out there you know what i mean that that this is going on about fuck's sake it's got to be sorted out properly you know let the evidence come forward you know you know if all the evidence is there they either get out or they get banged up but at least they've got all the evidence they'll be all, pull the evidence about so they keep hold of it. You know what I mean? So you end up done getting a fair trial. And that goes on for everything. You know what I mean? For, you know, jump ups, uh, murders, everything. You know what I mean? They pull the evidence about. So you end up getting fucked anyway. And that's what they, they think their job is. You
0: know I mean? Well, huge, huge thank you for coming on, Tim. It's such a heart-rending story. <laughs> and the police corruption is so prevalent these days, like you said. And for the viewers watching this, then below this video in the description box will be the link for Tim's Twitter, and also a link for people to sign the campaign
1: as well. So yeah, yeah. that's not a more one. The not well, it's there anyway, but it's on um, the this is Kirsty Moore one, um, but they'll be all linked up anyway on there. You know what I mean? So everything's fine. I mean, we had the, we had the thing the other. Uh, the thing down at O'Neill's uh, in November and fucking good turnout there. Good people come. A lot of good people come down there and they they just don't. There's a guy there, uh, Jeff, um, and a lot of other people. Big thank out to them. And it was a good night. Now, Bobby Cummings was down there. There was a, a lot of people there speaking and it was a good night. And he just put you the awareness out there of what's going on. You know what I mean? This ain't the only case that's happened. It's happened lots of times. And, you know, these people get banged up. I've never done it, I've never done it. But over a couple of years they go, yeah, well I did do that and that's it, you know what I mean? This geezer's been banged up for nine years now. And I don't know how the situation works now, but in order to get Parole years down the line, he's got to admit that he's done it. Because otherwise he ain't been rehabilitated. Well, how can you be really debilitated for something you've never even done? But you're, you know, you're banged up at night in your cell. You've got, your, you know, you got your toilet there, your bars in the window. It's not Chanel in there coming out, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, that's it. That, that's, that's his life. You know, and he's thinking, fuck I, what? what's going on here now? What do I do now? So it's it's up to people, you know, like yourselves and their families you know, to help them and do what they can. Because the old bill won't help you. They won't fucking do nothing. You know, and as far you know, as far as they're concerned, you're a body. That's all you are. Another number. Get on with the next one. Get on with the next one. And that's what they do.
0: Unfortunate.
1: Oh. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for watching this viewers. Please
0: go thanks. down to the description box. Yeah, Please, thanks, Tim. And uh, check out Tim's links and and sign the petition. And huge thank you for Tim as well for coming on and sharing it. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.